Hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the October 26th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you as a service of Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, which is my management consulting firm where I proudly provide services to local government and nonprofit organizations. Last week, we featured two candidates in the race for Georgia House of Representatives, District 130. If you missed that episode, you can find it on my website, which is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. And if you're on Facebook, please go to and follow the Local Matters Podcast of Georgia Facebook page. Once there, you can listen and share the audio with others. Our episodes are also available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Today, we hear from the Greater Augustus Interfaith Coalition Executive Director, Reverend Christopher Johnson. We engage in a pretty deep conversation about what it takes to hold elected officials accountable and our responsibility as citizens in doing so. Also want to let you know that the Interfaith Coalition is providing transportation to the polls during early voting and on the official election day of November 8th. You can reserve a ride by calling them at 706-707-9500. Again, that is 706-707-9500. Also want to let you know there's one more day of Saturday voting, and that is October 29th. And in addition, on Sunday, October 30th, you will also be able to vote earlier. Local Matters family, today we are joined by Reverend Christopher G. Johnson. He is executive director of the Greater Augustus Interfaith Coalition. And he's gonna talk about a number of things that are very closely related to the overall mission of Local Matters. Uh, you know, at the beginning of every episode, I talk about how Local Matters is here to help people become more confident voters and more engaged citizens. So Reverend Johnson and I are just gonna have a conversation about what civic engagement really means, how you can get more involved, uh, whether we truly have a representative democracy here in the United States and, you know, what resources are out there to help people exercise their right to vote. How are you doing today, Reverend Johnson? Wonderful. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Jackson, for inviting me to come in and join you on Local Matters. We appreciate the opportunity to, to enlighten and discuss our position and where we stand regarding to citizen participation and also civic engagement. Wonderful, wonderful. And as you mentioned that term, what, what really does citizen engagement mean to you? 
Well, citizen engagement in, in the various form of governments and very form of systems of government are uh, quite different depending on the type of uh, structure that you have. In America, we have the, the uh, representative bureaucracy, we have a representative government that operate what we call like a republic in which the citizens get together to elect someone to serve as their voice. The citizens get together and appoint someone to serve as their representative voice. And that person goes and engage in a broader system, whether they go into Congress, whether they go to state legislators, whether it goes to county commission, board of education, they go to represent their people. And so when in our system, which this is a republic, our system requires that the citizens make sure that the person that they elect or they appoint to represent them and their interests because according to our constitution and according to the parameter of the, uh, of the United States of America, we are a government of the people for the people and by the people. And that, that has to hold true with civic engagement. We do not go and and put someone in the office, then blame them as which a lot of people do, especially in the Gustarian area. They're always blaming the politicians. They're always blaming the commissioner, blaming the school board. But it's really the citizens' responsibility for what they have, who they elect, and also whether or not they stay in touch with the ones they elect. And you know, you bring up an interesting point. Um, we complain and then uh, sometimes we go vote and sometimes we don't go vote. And even fewer times than that, people who are complaining actually put themselves out there to run for office themselves. So how is it, how, what is truly the responsibility of the citizen to make sure that they get the outcomes that they're looking for? Well, the citizens have opportunity to uh, to um, aggregate together. Citizens have opportunity to band together. Citizens have opportunity to pick up the phone and talk to the one they elect. They also have an opportunity to go back and caucus among themselves, their friends, and the folk in their precinct to decide whether or not the person they elect and are doing their uh, holding, you know, being accountable to the people who elect them. So, uh, like I said. In, in, the citizens are really responsible. I heard someone the other day talking about, you know, this country is like an oligarchy because only a few people make decisions, but that's only because the people allowing that to happen. They, this, the Constitution of the United States do not allow, does not allow really, this, the, uh, the politician to make decisions without full involvement from the, from the citizen. I mean, HUD and none of all agencies in this country allow the, the politician to do anything without involving to ask the question to the citizens to, to reach out to their constituencies to make sure that they are doing what their constituency asks them to do. But here we find it in, in our system is that we have such a low percentage of people who actually engage in the process. So the politicians only listen to the, to the small percentage of people who elect them. Right. That lead the greater that lead the greater people, you know. Their voice may or may not get heard. There is their their needs may or may not get addressed. Their concern may or may not, 
and yet the citizens complain, but it is the citizens' responsibility to, to remain constantly involved in the whole process. Citizens of America have two responsibilities. One responsibility to, to vote, and the other responsibility to serve as jurors. Serve as jurors? Is that what you said? Right, jurors. Okay. Expound on that a little bit, because that's an interesting concept. Well, in America, in this form of Republican, Republic democracy, uh, there's no place where any decision is supposed to be made that affect the people or the, or the behavior of people without the express uh, representation of men and women who the common term they would use, who are common people, men and women of their peers. So here, if, if, someone, if someone goes before a magistrate or judge, it's their peers who have to sit in jury to decide whether or not the, the legal folk, the, the government bureaucracy are being fair, whether or not the information brought to them are fair and just, and whether or not so the judge is not independent on this. The jury is also there to make sure the judge is acting judiciously, the prosecutor is working. So yes, they, just like we're doing government, just like we're doing civic affairs, also in, in, the, in the judicial affairs, the citizens are also responsible for how justice is actually uh, presented and carried out. Okay. We're never a point. One of the things, we're never a point in America where the, where the politician, whether it's the president or anyone, have no have a, a blank check to do what they want to do. It's the citizen that that gives them this check. It's the citizen the one that that has a you know that that turn around and say, hey, you know, I'll let the politician think for me. I mean, because everything in this country evolves around politics. Politics determine the, the quality of water. Politics determine the quality of air. Politics determine where your street lights will be, if there are going to be any sidewalks. The politicians decide that. Politicians decide whether or not your job will be safe, the bridge will be safe, whether or not the car you drive, you drive on the left side or right side, of, and the quality of the, of the manufacturers. Politicians, right. this is all political based. Right, right. And as you say that, as we as citizens have the uh, really the need to act as, as jurors to evaluate what our elected officials are doing and not doing for us, um, do you think people really understand that? Yes. Okay. Because sometimes folk will do I things. Think, I they, just think they're lazy. They're just lazy. It's okay. easy, it's easy you know, to allow other people to, do, to think for you. It's easy to allow other people to do for you. It's easy to allow other people. To, I mean, I mean, I mean, we learn some behavior from 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 a child. It's easy that mom and dad take care of me. Okay, yeah, because you look, some of these uh, folks will get elected and then reelected and reelected over and over again. But at the same time, the public's complaining about the quality of whatever service that they're receiving. So it seems like those two things don't quite go together. In Richmond County, yeah, we, we know almost 50,000 uh, Richmond County people have been purged in the last four, two years. Purged because they haven't voted in two voting cycles, which is a total of eight years. Purged. Mm -hmm because they don't see the need to go 
and exercise their responsibility. I'm not just saying right. It is a responsibility to vote, just as a responsibility to serve on jury duty. Okay. And as you talk about folks who aren't voting on a regular basis, then they get purged off the, the voter rolls. Um, what role does Greater Augusta's interfaith coalition play in terms of making sure that that does not happen? Uh, Greater Augusta interfaith operate in three veins. One thing we try to operate is to protect the, the citizens' ability to vote, to have access to communication to the, the apparatus that's in place, the structure apparatus that's in place. So one of the things we do, we protect the vote by making sure that we can vote, whether it's, whether it's happening on a local level, state level, or national level. The second way that Great Augusta work is by educating citizens to, to, know that, to know that they have the power to choose, know that they have a power to, to, to be able to address the matters and, 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 to, and that part of the educational piece is to bring them together so that therefore we can talk among ourselves and come up with some form of construct to address the problem. And the third area, which is the most important, is that we help them to vote. We help them, to, we don't tell them who to vote for, but we help them to get to the polls to vote. We give them the information they need about the candidates who are voting so they can make informed decisions among themselves as to which candidate would better better serve their interests. And so greater guts to believe in having serving that warm citizen and voter participation because we believe in this represented democracy. Every citizen has the responsibility to hold themselves accountable for the direction that we're in. And as you think about the notion of 100% voter participation, that seems so far from where we are right now. Um, I think in the last, in the May elections, we had so many offices, judgeships, commissioner's races, the mayor's race, and then the primaries for various statewide offices that really do have a lot of control over our quality of life. The voter turnout was maybe 28%, I think, on May 24th, if my memory serves correctly. And then for the runoff election, where there were fewer offices on the ballot, I think it was around 19%, maybe? It was the opposite. It was at 19%, around 18 to 19% in the first election on May 24th, okay. and it went up to about 28% by the time okay. we went to the runoff. Okay. But there again, uh, just think about you elect you elect someone to be a judge to be in a hold a judicial role with less than fifty percent. Mm -hmm. You allow commissioners to get elected with less than fifty percent. I mean, if, if you if you take what what we learn in school, if you make fifty percent, that's a failure. That's a failing grade. I mean, you fail. You have you didn't even wake up to come to school. Mm -hmm. Here, here, some people like to criticize, but it is a failure in the system. And one of the things Greg Augusta is trying to do, we try and, and seek out to find out what's, what is the problem? Why is it that we, we, we have, we are, we are nonchalant about our situation? Why is it that people don't want to engage? And we find out more and more, not only people, I, I used the term earlier that people are lazy, but, but what happened is that 
people become so complacent in their and they're not being involved until it's almost like you when you sit in a chair a long time, it's hard to get up. That's the way it is when it comes to voting citizen participation. Once we get sitting in that 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 lounge chair and get comfortable, it's hard to get up. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of us obese because we sit in that comfortable chair. We and, and, and we don't, you know, we turn on the TV and watch it till the sun go down, the sun come up, and we mess around and find out we hadn't cut grass in a month or two. But but that's the way we are also well citizens and voter participation. And as Greater Augusta's Interfaith um, takes on, as you said, on a number of ways, you're trying to improve. Uh, voter education and voter participation. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you have going on right now that work toward that goal? Well, right now we're in, we're we're trying to improve citizen voting in the this it's current election that we're in now. Uh, we're 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 coming out with another slogan. You know, one thing about Greater Gus, we what we're doing what we're doing the Collar Green Festival. Or we're trying to fight for the power. Right now, our slogan is that, you know, it asks people to show that show their power and vote because we we believe that it's still important for us to vote. So what Great Augustus is we're providing rides to the poll. We, you know, early in the morning, we're taking people from the various locations to go to the polls to vote. We pick them up while we're at Peabody, we're picking up at the nursing homes or while we're picking up at the, the various apartments. And our telephone line is available 24 seven for people to call in 706-707-9500. If someone wants a ride to the polls, we provide transportation to them to poll. And also we're getting ready for a series of uh, a voting party. We call them voting parties. We're looking at the uh, coming in with the last two weeks and you know in this month right here where we're looking at Saturday voting and Sunday voting on the tournament. We're looking at throughout Augusta, Columbia, I mean Columbia County, McDuffie County, Jenkins County, Hancock County. You know, it's trying to come up with a mirage of opportunity to have the voting parties, the the, the precinct party, the community party close to the to close to the voting places, so that we can have a hamburger, hot dog, and still take people to the polls at the same time. We can have good time and still take people to the poll. We're trying to, like I said earlier, we're trying to come up with many ways to try to inspire people to get up. We're trying to come up with to impress people to get up. We're trying to come up with many ways we possibly can to encourage our citizens to do their part and become responsible. We believe that at Great Augusta Interfaith Coalition, there's nothing affecting the citizens in our area that does not affect Great Augusta Interfaith Coalition. So likewise, we believe that our citizens have to be more involved, get involved in whatever match we have to strike, whatever we have to do to, to, to get put some fire on us, we would do that. Okay. You know, at last week's episode of Local Matters, I uh, mentioned about the transportation you are providing to the polls from uh, various senior apartment complexes. Uh, If you could give us that phone number one more time so people know where to call to determine what that schedule is. 706-707-9500. 706-707-9500. 
1-800-985-9500. Great Augusta Interfaith Coalition. No one there leave a message. We'll pick up, promptly call you back and schedule your pickup. Because to us, we're not going to be satisfied until we reach 100% voting citizen participation. I mean, I, I, I know you mentioned earlier that's a high mark. I know, but I know one thing. Uh, our neighboring county, our neighboring county, which is Columbia County, boasts about having 76% of the people to vote. 70% wow. of their people to vote. Yeah. That's and, you know, we're, we're tilling on the 60. But, you know, just imagine what would happen if we can get 90 to 100%. We'll be able to make sure all of our elected officials are accountable. We'll make sure that you know, we won't have potholes. We'll still be complaining about having these drainage problems we've been having for the last 50, 11 years, if I use that, where we, where we have splash mine after splash mine and fixing drains, and yet we still have drain problems. We, have, we don't have sidewalks in most of Augusta. We don't, I mean, it's hard for, for us, and, and yet because we have such a low percentage of people who are voting and participating, it's easy for politicians to ignore us. To ignore people because you know why? I flop on the other side, just people that don't care, and they'll give me a pat on the back and say, I'm doing a good job. When I know I am feeling. Okay. Very good. And the events that you mentioned, uh, hamburgers and hot dogs and chips and things, um, I think you're going to be developing a calendar of those events because uh, we at Local Matters would love to help you get that information out to the public. Um, so if you could, as soon as you get that calendar of events out, um, I'll let our listeners know um, where those events are so that uh, we can help you uh, meet your goal of 100% voter participation. Well, we appreciate any, any help we can get along the way in our website. You, know, you can go to find us on our Facebook. They said they have a good Facebook page with Great Augusta. Mm -hmm. Everything is always evolving. You can go facebook.com slash greater AIC and you'll see every fine work we're doing with Great Augusta and the Faith Coalition. We're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for people willing to Give us a nickel dime to help us with buying hamburger, cheeseburger, and anything else to try to inspire people and help people to vote. So we believe in utilizing every means necessary that's legal. Don't get me wrong here. Legal to get our people involved to vote. Some people say, well, you're trying to buy people votes. I'm not trying to buy people vote. But to me, it's easy for someone to go and vote if their stomach has some food in it. So we try and make sure we try to make it easy, try to impress people to say, look, you go and exercise your right to vote. Because one of the things we're confident, let me share this with you. Great Augusta Interface is confident that if folk go and vote, we will have better community. We will have a better, we have better electorate because there was the famous slogan that was made. I like to share this with you. There's a famous slogan that, that I heard. Said you get what you elect. I wonder who told you that. None other than Dennis <laughs> Allen Jackson said, you get what you elect. So if you don't elect anything, guess what? That's what you have. Yeah. That's the true statement. And let me tell you how I came up with that one day. And it was a long time ago. I, I was working at Albany at the time. I was at a public uh, forum. I was serving on a panel. And some guy came up and he was complaining about this, that, and everything. And I was just so fed up as he was talking. I said, look, sir you get what you elect. Uh, so people really have to understand, as you said, that it is our responsibility to put the right people in place 
And it is our responsibility as citizens to hold people accountable when they're not delivering um, what we need to have in order to improve our quality of life, in order to build a better community. So, um, so yep, I say it all the time. You get what you will let. And fortunately, fortunately, uh, I said fortunately, fortunately, I believe it's like anything else. We keep sitting on that nail, that nail's gonna hurt us enough to it, we'll get up. And so one of the things that Great Augusta is trying to do is try and let everyone know that we're sitting on a nail. We're sitting on a nail. We can make our community a better place. We make our school system better. We make our neighborhood better. But we can't do it sitting on that nail and complaining. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good. We got a few minutes left. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with our Local Matters viewers? And uh, this is one of the episodes that is going to be available via YouTube as well as podcasts and radio versions too. So for those of uh, those our viewers as well as our listeners, is there anything else that you want to share uh, with them as they get prepared for November 8th? Well, first of all, I want to thank uh, you and Local Matters for, for inviting us on again. Thank you for inviting us on even during the during the census when the pandemic came on and, and Great Augusta and Affairs were about the only ones out there working during the census program because, again, government shut down because, mm -hmm. you know, the ones we elect want us to have a census but didn't have anybody on the street to work the census. So, Greater, thank you for for allowing, you know, to work with the Great Augusta Interfaith to allow us to help with the census count. Uh, as we get ready, Great Augusta, once a year, we start back up this year to have our pre-legislative luncheon before the legislators go to the General Assembly. Then also in the month of February, somewhere along around the time of the um, of Valentine's Day, the Great Augusta Interfaith, we celebrate the Great Augusta Interfaith Day at the Georgia General Assembly in Atlanta. We always invite people to come and go with us to so that therefore they get a chance to see not only the Augusta delegation that we're at work, but they also get a chance to see other uh, elected officials who represent them in the state of Georgia. So that therefore they know, you know, they'll be able to go to them and say, look, I need this. We need this. We need to advocate for all people at all places. And can't we can't sit at home. And you know that, you know, we can't stay here in Augusta and expect for things to change in Atlanta, nor things to change in DC. We have to get up and go, just as we have to go to the polls to vote, we also have to go where, where decisions are being made and make our voices heard. And so we're gonna hear again at Great Augusta Interfaith, we seek 100% voter and citizen participation and engagement, because we believe just like anything else, if you leave something alone, it may go wrong direction. So we don't want, we don't know, no, we need things to go the right direction. That's the direction of the people. We try to be here for the people. And that's what we've been trying to do since 1998. We try to be here for the people. Okay. All right. And there are a couple of other things that you said that I just want to go back to so that everybody's clear. You mentioned donations. Are you all a tax deductible? Um, are, are donations to Great Augusta's Interfaith tax deductible? Great Augusta Interfaith is a 501c3 public nonprofit, nonpartisan corporation. We're an IRS, no, nonprofit, nonprofit. So all, all contributions made to Great Augusta Interfaith is 100% tax deductible and you can write off. As well, anything you want to request to us, donate to us, it's a part of Great Augusta. We 
we're grateful to receive any support we can get from anywhere. Okay. And if there are any people who are interested in volunteering, how do they do that? And if, you know, somebody showed on, up on your doorstep today, what would you tell them to do? Let's go to work. We have phone calls to make to call people to say, look, it's time to vote. It's time to vote. If you don't know the candidates by now, it's almost like that song says, if you don't know me by now, you never know me. But it's the mm -hmm. time you need to go and vote. You go and just go, mm -hmm. just post your eyes and say, I, I vote like this. Just as long as you vote right now, I'd rather for you to vote for the wrong person, not to vote at all. So let's go and vote, vote, vote. And also we, we have people canvassing, knocking on doors, again, encouraging people to vote. We mm -hmm. even pay them $600 a week to come out and just knock on doors and just say, let's go and vote, let's go and vote, let's go and vote. And then you turn around and we'll take them to the polls too. You can't get no better service in Greater Gus than a faith coalition. All righty. And uh, as you mentioned that, so some of the opportunities would be volunteer opportunities and some of them actually would be paid opportunities. Yeah, you know, like okay. I said, you know, we, we, you know, right now is election season, so we are uh, offering some compensation to those who help. I mean, because some of us a part of the old and the nervous group, you know, we can't know, we can't walk around the river, but we can make a contribution to nickels and dime to help the young people to knock on the doors. And at the same time, we can pick up the telephone and call our brothers and sisters and tell them, let's go to vote, let's vote, vote. No excuse for people not vote. There's no excuse for it. And here in 2022, there's no excuse. So we just, I mean, that would, any way you can help us to get the word out, any way your citizen can help us to get the word out, any way anyone can help us to get the word, Greater Gus is here for the people. And he, we're here to be a voice for the people, but we don't believe in speaking. We believe that it's our job to encourage the people to speak for themselves. Okay. And on that note, we're going to close out. Thank you so much for being a guest on Local Matters. Thank you again so much, Ms. Jackson, for inviting us. Thank you so much for your 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 strength, the polling, your 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 professionalism. Thank you for the way you've always led and, and your efforts, even from, from your role from county managers and all administrators, you've always done an outstanding job. And as I mentioned before, we're very proud of you. We're very proud of your efforts. And we just thank God for all that you do. So I just want to say thank you, Local Matters, and thank you for keep up, keeping up the good work. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Please join Local Matters next week. We'll have our final bit of election coverage, and uh, it will include two candidates for statewide office. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.